Daddy Squared. Gay Dad Saved the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello and welcome to another episode of Daddy Squared, Gay Dads Save the World. As a reminder, we are not the gay dads that save the world, but the people we interview are. And speaking of people we interview, this guy that we interviewed today, yes. I basically chased him throughout the whole season. <laughs> for, for a month now, I've been nagging. He and, played and, hard to get. And I wanted it so much because he's uh, a funeral home manager. And yes. I think that these types of... Um, Of workers are so in the shadows like people don't like to talk about it yep. and don't like to think about this but things. we do but this it's such it's so essential and especially with this news that we hear about funerals and how difficult it is right now and how a loved one passed away and we are not able to even be with them in the funeral um, yeah. and say goodbye properly so I I, I I wanted to reach out to a, a funeral home manager and to see how how he's going but before we talk about death let's talk about your vision so I know you guys Americans <laughs> don't really know anything about your vision some of you do which uh, is by the way just as an American which is your loss because I didn't know very much about your vision before I met Jan who indoctrinated me into it and I'll tell you something once you're there it's like a cult it's amazing tell yes. us a little bit about it won't so you basically your vision is the is the Olympics of Of music in Europe and Australia and it's broadcasted live for millions and millions of people every so it's an annual event probably um, hundreds of millions of people I'm yeah guessing. probably and it's basically everywhere besides the US yeah yeah no it's amazing so each country submits a, a performer and a song those songs get performed live during the Eurovision song contest finals and And uh, and there's voting via you know internet or what have you uh, to figure out which country wins whichever a country wins then hosts your revision the following year so yeah, the- this is something that's been going on for 60 some years yeah. and um, and and so this year it was canceled for the first time in history the whole idea right. of the Eurovision was uh, Uh, came about in uh, right after World War two they right. want to make uh, some they wanted to make something that is uh, uh, bring people together after the separation that uh, the war has caused and and it was and, also an element of propaganda to show the Eastern Bloc the Soviet bloc about how much fun Western Europe was having <laughs> then the Eastern Europe joint never mind we'll, we'll save you the history the thing is that it was canceled this year yeah and even though uh, countries have already submitted songs and artists and performers they've decided to uh, the first of all there was a thought to make make it remotely but then one of the rules of the Eurovision is that every song gets the same equal platform to perform on so they couldn't uh, provide that uh, long distance um, everything has to be performed on one stage on the same stage with the same equipment and So um, they decided to cancel this contest and instead of they've created a two-hour show where they uh, basically checked in with all of the countries that participating in the Eurovision song contest and, and I'm saying that and I have the shivers because it's it was lovely. so it's quite powerful uh, we'll, put a, we'll put a link for it yeah. on uh, daddy squared yes and it was so powerful to see all of the countries of the world and 
empty. Like they they showed up, they checked in with you know Croatia and Malta and Rome UK and, and Tel Aviv and, and yeah. everything yeah. and every the streets are empty and people are everywhere. It's the same. And the whole message of this um, broadcast was we're all in this together. And I think they managed to do it very well. So if you have two hours spare, you have two hours to spare. <laughs> uh, check it out. Um, and if you want to know more about Eurovision, let's uh, let's talk <laughs> because I'm happy to. <laughs> oh, say he that. can tell you a lot about Eurovision. We can have a Zoom call about. For Eurovision. those of you who don't know, by the way, this is important. Who got their those Americans, especially who got their start at Eurovision? ABBA. Yes. And Celine Dion. Yes. So, you know, you can, we can celebrate uh, Eurovision. And also Gina G. <laughs> we can celebrate Eurovision for ABBA, and we can bemoan Eurovision for Celine Dion. Bemoan Dion. <laughs> bemoan <right>. Dion. <laughs> That's very good. All right, let's go to our interview. Uh, okay, Joey Martin, uh, we're calling Indiana today. Like I said, he's a funeral home manager. We try to keep it light before the, this interview, but listen, this is... Okay. This was a great interview. This is one of the best interviews of the season. This is Joey. Hi, Joey. It's Alex and Jan. How you doing? How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. We're good. Thank you for doing this with us. Um, what we would love to ask you to do, Joey, is uh, tell us a little bit about what your work is in general and how you feel like it's changed during the pandemic. Well, I am currently a licensed funeral director and embalmer and uh, also the manager of a funeral home, family-owned and operated. And um, I... The COVID pandemic has really brought about a lot of changes uh, in funeral service. Um, uh, it's really brought about changes with how families grieve and how they mourn and how they respect um, their deceased loved ones. Um, most uh, often in this area, we do the traditional burials. Um, that's changed quite a bit um, with the COVID uh, pandemic. Most families have uh, leaned towards cremation because there's not the ability to view their loved one, touch their loved one, um, as uh, there was before the pandemics. Right. So there, there really has been a lot of changes uh, in the way um, the, the families grieve. Um, and then, of course, as far as how we handle the families, that's not really changed much, um, but it has really brought about a, how we operate has been has changed quite a bit. Sure. So I don't know what the, you know, the regulations are there, but are you guys still having uh, funeral services where the family come together? Um, we have just been granted. We are now in, in phase two of our reopening here in Indiana. Um, and funeral services have now been upgraded to where we can have uh, a maximum of 25 people uh, in the building. Um, initially, that was... Uh, 10 people and um, but we still have to maintain social distancing guidelines right. um, which in a smaller building is a little bit difficult but we make it work right. um, and so we have to monitor that um, but yes families are now um, able to come together and have a little bit more uh, friends and family uh, 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 able to come to this whereas before it was 10 or less right. um, so 
we can see that easing up. And actually, we will get to that point where we're fully open. Don't know what the timeline is going to be on that, but I know that we will be glad when it when it is sure uh, when yeah. it has come to that. Um, I wanted to ask. So, in these funeral services, you know, <laughs> I can imagine that there's a lot of um, sort of. Well, always in your line of work, I guess there's a lot of deli- delicate uh, uh, interaction. But um, what happens when two family members just decide that they must, you know, they must embrace and they just start doing it? Do you guys have you guys been in a position where you've had to say, please don't? You know, luckily we have not. Um, however, we have had some families that, you know, we set our cha- our chairs up in the chapel um, to where there's a six feet, six foot distance in between the chairs. I have had some families that have said, as soon as you exit the room, we're moving these chairs closer. Uh-huh. Certainly that's quite all right. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't have to be present for that. <laughs> right. So you're more than welcome to do that. Um you know, however, I mean, it, it, it has been difficult to say, I'm sorry, you know, you need to, we need to maintain social distancing. Um, for the most part, families have understood that. Um, and, but on occasion, you will get a family that they just don't think that COVID really, you know, these, these regulations or these rules or, or whatever you want to call them don't apply to them. Right. And um, whereas we look at it from the standpoint, we're doing what we've been asked to do for the safety of everybody, not just ourselves as employees, but for everybody right. um, that, that walks through the door. Um, and so, you know, we feel like we have a sense of obligation to the community to, to to follow that right and um so yeah it, it has been a little difficult now we've not stopped anybody from hugging <laughs> right. but you know uh, because people are going to do what people do and um you know and what they see fit and you know it's not my you know i can't say for myself if i wouldn't have done the same thing right you know you never know until you're in that situation have you guys found yourselves to be a how shall i put it a technical support organization? Have you helped families with setting up, you know, know, Zoom funerals or at least remote video? Like uh, a lot of old people have no idea what they're doing in that space. Um, You know, most of our families that we have served so far during this, I know of maybe two or three that have wanted to do what we call what, what, what everybody knows as live streaming. Right. Um, we don't, our firm does not, we're not set up for that. Uh-huh. Um, but they, most of them just would say, well, we'll just do like a Facebook live video or something of that nature. Got it. Got so, it. Um, but okay. other than that, it's been, it's been quite all right. Cool. Thank you. Well, okay. So now we got to switch gears quickly to, to the home. Sure. So who do you, tell us about your family, what you got. Okay. So, um, of course I live here in Columbus. I am, uh, engaged to a wonderful man whose name is Josh and, um, he works here at the funeral home with me and he takes care of the office. Um, we, um, together I, we have three children. Um, the three children are from my previous marriage. Um, and, um, 
they live with us full time, and um, I have a boy and two. We have a boy and two girls. Uh, my oldest is Evan. He is seventeen, soon to be eighteen, and Janae is sixteen, going on thirty, <laughs> and um, Jan- and Liliana is ten, going on twenty. Wow! <laughs> so my boy is great. My two girls keep me very humble. <laughs> how, I can only imagine. How far do you guys, uh, how, how far is your work from your home? Um, we commute one way about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. And so what are you doing to keep these kids busy? Obviously, the older ones are doing, well, they're all doing remote school. Is that what's happening? Yes, they're all doing e-learning, and they currently right now only have two weeks left. So they're really excited about that. Um, and But, yeah, they're, you know, between the e-learning, which they've only got so many hours in the day that they can do it, um, other than that, um, they, they try to stay busy with tasks that that both dads give them. I can't say that it works all the time, but um, <clears throat> right now TikTok is the craze. So um, we get several TikTok videos throughout the day. So do you participate? Um, um, we we have not gotten that brave yet. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, number one, I I am I personally am not. A dancer, so it would be very embarrassing for anybody to look at. Um, and then my fiance, he's a little shy, so oh, <laughs> I'm sure eventually we will get we will get there. But right. um, usually, it's if if we do it, it's almost kind of like a video bomb type thing. <laughs> right. they'll, be, they'll be dancing, and then we'll walk into the picture and mess everything up. So, right. um, Joey, you know, can you so. <laughs> can you give us um, a feeling for? any kind of silver linings that you take away from what we've all been through and what you guys have been through recently? I would have to say that I feel it has brought people, some people, not everybody, not, not the population and as a majority, but I think it is, um, you know, brought us together. Um, my immediate family in, in particular, Um, you know, I recently, you know, my mother had emergency heart surgery, um, last week and, um, because of the COVID restrictions, we were not allowed to be with her. Um, so it, it, it's, it affected us quite greatly because, you know, when you're going through something like that, you expect to have your family there, you know, cheering you on, um, you know, holding your hand, telling you everything's going to be great. Um, and we weren't able to do that. So there was a lot of a lot of stress there, but I think when we were able to hear her voice, um, you know, it, it really kind of brought it back that it's all going to be okay. But I, I think it's brought some families closer together. Um, I think the main silver lining in, in this is that people see that we are not immune um, to everything that, that comes our way. Mm. Um we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of, of life. And I think we don't, I personally don't stop and take time to think, you know, about myself and about, you know, um, and, and how do I protect myself? And, um, but I think a lot of people, I really think that they have seen that this is, this was not a joke (laughs) that, you know, this is a real thing and that it, it can happen. And, And sadly, America has lost a lot of people, um, as well as other countries. 
And, you know, it's, it's important that we just realize that we are just, we're not invisible. Um, and I think that a lot of people have seen that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to switch to my favorite question, um, because, um, it reflects on the way I've been living my life recently. And it is, can you confess to us, uh, about the worst thing that you have eaten over the last two weeks or three weeks? Oh my gosh. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, how can I, can I list three or four? Cause that's yes. probably what it really is. Bring it to the worst level possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the worst possible thing that I've eaten would have to be an entire chess pie in one day. What's a chess pie? A chess pie is nothing but sugar. <laughs> a chess pie is a mixture of cornmeal and sugar, uh, and it makes a custard, and it makes this really crunchy film on a really crunchy layer on top of it when it bakes, and it's mm. nothing but sugar. Oh my gosh! Okay. We'll try that tonight. Uh, yeah, we're getting right on it. I'm going to Google I that. Mean, probably one of the most sinful things you have ever eaten. Well, maybe not. But, Up with sin. Uh, uh, Joey, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And, you know, thank yes. you for being essential during during all of this. Yes, you are. You guys are most welcome. And thank you for bringing a light to what, what we do as funeral directors. We're uh, truly um, we're on the front lines just as much as most people are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, although we're kind of in, in, the, in the shadows, too. So definitely. thank you for allowing me to participate. Sure. sure. Thank you, Joey. Take care. Take care. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.